You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. On today's show, the first of the new year, we're talking with life coach Julie McCoy of Dragonfly Coaching about new beginnings in the new year. Julie was a first uh, was our first guest of the new year last year, and we received such positive feedback on the show that we decided to bring her back again for our first show of 2019. As a life coach and retired attorney, Julie is going to share her unique perspective on helping individuals in setting and achieving their life goals. It's going to be a great show and a great year. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Welcome back to our listeners and welcome back to Workplace Perspective, Julie McCoy. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm honored to be back. I'm really excited to have you here. But before we get started, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about your professional background? Sure, I'd be happy to. So I spent uh, 35 years in the trenches, so to speak, as a (laughs) trial and appellate lawyer, Uh, a profession that was very good to me, and I enjoyed it very much. But uh, after those 35 years, I retired in August, and I am now a professionally trained uh, life coach, and I'm coaching uh, some former colleagues, <laughs> among <laughs> among others, and uh, and loving my my new life and my new profession. That's awesome. It's a great transition, and uh, I n- remember in the first show that you did for us, we talked about how unique that transition is, and how it mm-hmm. kind of parallels a lot. And some of the things we'll talk about today, I'll kind of do the same thing because it mm-hmm. really is a, mm-hmm. a great transition. So we're talking about new beginnings, new years, new focus, new beginnings. So how do new beginnings figure into life coaching? Oh well, the answer to that is prominently. Um, so, so the primary goal of, of like life coaching is, uh, personal, uh, transformation. And so most people who come to coaching come with a goal in mind of, uh, adopting a new habit or discarding an old one, um, adopting a new way of being, discarding an old way of being. In other words, change in a word, which is what transformation entails. We hope for um, big and bold uh, life changes that really have an impact on the on the person's life and their uh, their life satisfaction, their fulfillment as a human being. Uh, but sometimes small things uh, lead to bigger transformations and are, are equally satisfying to my clients. So each person is unique. Each person decides what kind of transformation they want to embark on. And, um, and I help them hopefully achieve that. Well, I like the transformation idea because um, I remember when we did the first show, we talked about the fact that Life coaching is not about chuck it all, take this job and, you know, Johnny paycheck it. It's, it's about transforming, not just chuck it all in, but where are you at? 
where, you know, how are you doing it? So what kinds of, when you're talking about transforming, what kinds of things are you talking about? You know, coaching spans the entire realm of human endeavors. So some some clients come to coaching because they want to make a career change. Some people come to coaching because they're not satisfied in their current uh, position and want to find uh, ways to make it satisfying. Some people come to coaching for things that have nothing to do with their, their work life, right? So it could be a relationship issue, could be finances, health and fitness, um, uh, work-life balance, finding uh, meaningful things to do with their with their downtime, diversions. So it, it really just spans the gamut, and, and from time to time it changes. Sometimes over the, over the course of, of coaching a client, they, they'll start off in one direction, and, and it will, the goal will expand or it will change because life happens. Right. So do you, what are some of the, what are some of the less traditional things that people come to a life coach about? Hmm, that's a good question. So, um, well, one of the, one of the less traditional ones that I had recently <laughs> was a client who had no hobbies, couldn't figure out a hobby, but what wanted one. So we coached on, on finding a hobby that would be fulfilling. Really? <laughs> really. You know, as funny as that sounds, it's really important. And I notice it more in, um, from my perspective, I see retirement where people are coming up on retirement very quickly and they all of a sudden realize, well, I never really thought about what I'm going to do and they don't have hobbies. So, right. well, right. kudos to that person for reaching out to find someone to help them do that. I love it. Exactly. And on the, on the tool that we use in coaching called the wheel of life, it's, it's a traditional coaching tool where we have the, the new client coming into the coaching relationship complete. It's, it's a wheel and it has the sectors that make up most people's lives, family and relationships, um, love life, friendships, money, work, uh, diversion, um, everything you can think of that, you know, most people find they need to have in their life to li live a satisfying life. So what, what's interesting is some people, um, come into coaching with the idea that they have everything all dialed in. And, and very often my clients really do. They, they really are sorted out, but there'll be one piece that's kind of like, out of whack. It hasn't received the same attention as other parts of their lives. And it's understandable. You know, I work with a lot of busy professionals, so it makes sense that sometimes their, their work life is all squared away. They're very accomplished, but maybe uh, the, their, um, health and fitness is, is being sacrificed to that, or perhaps their family relationships or communication or friendships. So it's, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. And, and as you said, when people are, on the cusp of retirement, they do begin to talk more about what am I going to do with myself? That's a common coaching topic. But what I mentioned before was kind of less common of very busy person who came into coaching needing, needing a hobby, needing a diversion. I just think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. when we were preparing for the show, you talked about, I remember you mentioning the wheel of life. So how important is it that you strive to make the coaching experience about the individual as a complete person, like you said, um, and not just someone I'm focused on the traditional, okay, where do I, where do I see myself in five years? Yeah. Yeah. I think people think traditionally, well, that's what you go to someone for. I, where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? Is this person going to help me get there? There's more to it than that. This, 
this idea? Yes, far more to it than that. Really, coaching is about uh, achieving personal fulfillment wherever you are. And you're, you're not at the five-year place yet. So what do we do in, in today's world where you are? Maybe you want to make a career change in five years, but right now you're staying in the, in the position you're in. How do we make that more satisfying for you? Or, or perhaps it's not even about the workplace. It's about things outside of work that that can transform you as a person and make you feel more fulfilled and satisfied while you're at work. So it's really coaching is about coaching the total person. And we talk about um, not coaching the topic. So you're um, five, where do you see yourself in five mm-hmm. years? Uh, query it is really more topical. And, and what life coaching, at least the model that I studied and I know what it's about is that is the total person. How do we bring transfer fi- transformation and fulfillment to the person right now in the here and now? Well, I can see how that would really bring up way more issues than, you know, because as professionals and people very busy at work and focused on work, no matter what level you're at, it's very easy to compartmentalize that Mm -hmm. to say, well, I just, I'm going to look at my career. But I could imagine if you start talking about someone in a whole person capacity when they come to you and this is their focus. So how does that work? Like, so they come to you and they're very focused minded and you start asking all of these Hmm. other questions about their life and other things. Do you Do you get pushback or do you get appreciation for, wow, okay. Yeah, so not so much. It's it's not really a matter of pushback because coaching is the client's agenda. I always let them set it, even if someone who I know to have a relationship problem, right, a big issue, right. comes to me and says, the issue I want to coach on is my kitchen pantry is disorganized. And I want, that's what we coach on, right? <laughs> and <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Well, because every person is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, and, and they know what their agenda is. And what I find happens in the course of the coaching relationship because it is a very it's a very intimate and trusting relationship it's completely confidential what i find is that people begin to dig deeper and suddenly it's not about the kitchen pantry it's it, there's some other things going on that provide a richer playground for for coaching around than something more mundane yeah i could see that because i i would imagine people would I could just see the correlations because someone who's very organized, right? That might be what they're focusing on. But that's also probably if they really looked at that, that whole issue is seeped into other areas of their life, not just their personal life, but Mm -hmm. their work life and maybe some of their relationships. I could really see that. So when you get that, because now we're talking about someone who's come in with one idea and now they're, they're, you're looking at the whole person. They understand the concept of becoming complete. So how do you help a client? stay on track, you know, toward a new beginning or a goal that they might have identified. That's, so you that's don't get really all over the mm-hmm, place. That's a really good question. And that is the key role of the coach. One of the key roles is to keep the conversation on track. Very often what happens is, a cl- especially a client that has a big life goal, a, a client who wants to leave a relationship or wants to make a job change or to relocate. If it's a really big thing, typically what happens is at some point as we're starting to make progress and we have this running dialogue going and some movement is happening, all of a sudden there's a wall. And sometimes that wall shows up as just procrastination. Oh, I didn't do my homework. I didn't get to it because I Oh, you have homework? (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes there's homework. That's part of the process. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. But, But a lot of it's 
a lot of it's really fun, and some of it's, it is no more complicated than just contemplating what we call an inquiry, you know, to think about right. something over a period of time in between the coaching sessions. But but anyway, what happens uh, very often is just when the client's on the cusp of making a breakthrough, we'll see the barriers start to appear. And and sometimes they're real, because like I said before, life happens, yeah. and I yeah, understand that. And what I have to do as a coach is try to ferret out, well, was that life happening that caused my client to not do what he or she committed to do at our last session? Or, or is it really another voice, a saboteur's voice coming in from behind saying to my client, what are you doing? What are, you can't do that. Are you kidding me? You're going to fail. And yeah, so when that, recordings in our heads, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and sometimes they're not even in our heads. Sometimes oh. they're people in our yeah. lives, right? Yeah. Because when we try to make big changes, the people who are close to us, that sometimes makes them uncomfortable too. So sometimes they're in our head, but sometimes they're spouses, <laughs> parents, <laughs> friends, right? Loved ones. Yeah, yes. <laughs> right. Well-intentioned. Very well-intentioned. Well-intentioned, yeah. but, but yeah, change is, is a difficult process. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable for the person doing it and for those who are close to us watching us do it. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Julie's going to share more life goal insights and some tips and insights into this great area of life coaching. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Learn everything you need to know about the new legislative and regulatory changes for 2019 by joining Sapphire Legal and Owen Dunn Insurance on January 15th for our annual 2019 Employment Law Update. Visit our website at sapphirelegal.com for more details or call us at 949-535-5266. We love to hear from our listeners. If you have questions, feedback, or unique workplace perspective or experience you'd like to share, email us at perspective at sapphirelegal.com or get in touch via our Sapphire Legal Facebook page. Just use the hashtag workplace perspective in your post so we know you want your question on the show and together we'll continue to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dragonfly Coaching's life coach, Julie McCoy, about setting and achieving life goals in the new year. So, Julie... Kind of talking about, you know, it's it's from a complete person perspective. How do you know, you were talking about you could sense when someone was coming up to a barrier. And so is that how you know that someone's kind of on the on the cusp of a good change when you start to see those walls and some sometimes but it's not always like that with some clients and i would say this is more the exception than the rule with some clients what you see is an actual an aha moment you know that epiphany that happens when suddenly it's not just a theoretical conversation anymore but there's real buy-in and and the client instead of talking around an issue like it would be nice to da 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 
The client is suddenly, I want that. That's the thing that I want for myself. I'm committed to that. I'm going to do that. And and that's really cool to see happen. It doesn't always work that way. And it never happens during the coaching session. Oddly enough, and you uh, teased me about the homework, but oddly enough, part of the uh, what we use the homework for in coaching is to keep the issue percolating in the client's mind in between sessions. And that tends to be where a lot of the good stuff happens and where the aha, aha moments come in is the client is, is either doing homework or thinking about what was discussed in the session and, and, and why they want whatever it is you know they're coaching on and and that's where um where that sometimes comes in but like i said it's more the exception than the rule typically i have to be more aware for things like diversions like where the client's coaching on one thing week after week after week and then suddenly they show up with a something out of complete left field or they're procrastinating and you know not doing the thing they committed to do over and over again I think the whole thing is really interesting. I really do mm-hmm. find the whole concept of, you know, looking at those questions. And it sounds so much like traditional therapy. We probably have some people out there going, well, this sounds awfully like therapeutic, you know, counseling, psychology, or crossing over in any way. But there's got to be a little bit. Of, do you see any type of a crossover in that? And how do you draw that line? Because, you know, right, as attorneys, we're used to that counselor role where sometimes, you know, the client just wants to, you know, they just want to talk. And yeah. so you take that on, but no, it's it's actually coaching is very different from traditional uh, psychotherapy. Some people like to, and I don't totally buy into this, but some people like to say that psychotherapy is about what happened in the person's past, and coaching is about the future. But that isn't entirely true because therapists work with with their clients' futures too. I, I think what is different is that, uh, and I'll just speak from my own experience. My clients are very highly functioning individuals. If I sense there's some really deep-seated emotional issue, I will refer them out to a therapist. I'm not a therapist. Mm -hmm. I'm not licensed to do that work. So my clients are, they've already, most of them have already achieved a lot in their lives. And as I said before, they're pretty much like 90% sorted out and there's 10% (laughs) that that is not fulfilling to them. It's not working the way they they want it to. So I am am, um, aware of those issues, um, but I've I've really very seldom seen that happen where I felt that someone had a really deep-seated emotional issue that required a therapist. But on the other hand, uh, one of the students, when I was undergoing coach training, one of the students in my class was was a licensed psychotherapist and she wanted to bring the coaching tools into her therapy practice, which is interesting. That is interesting because you think they'd have all the tools they need already to address mm-hmm. these issues no matter, you know, matter what where what they would be. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great yep. that's a great thing. And what happens if you're going along, client comes in, they have a goal. You've talked about, you know, the complete person thing and all of that. But then all of a sudden they change their mind about the goal that they set. What does that do to the whole you know, the whole train you've been on, does it derail things or? Well, it can. And sometimes the train should be derailed because life happens, you know, and sometimes the client shows up with one thing they want to coach on and life intervenes and, and suddenly something else uh, takes priority. And that other thing is, is not so important. Sometimes it's a diversion. As I said, it, it could be that the client, the first goal, the real goal of the coaching got too big and scary and they were getting too close to making a breakthrough and realizing this entails real 
real change. And, you know, the human animal being what we are, change is hard for us. We mm-hmm. seek we seek the comfort of the place where we've always been, the place that we know. A little voice inside of each of us tells us that that's the safe place and we should stay there and not explore the unknown when, you know, quite often it's the most dangerous place to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, but something inside us tells us, let, let's maintain the status quo. Let's don't, you know, rock the boat. Yeah. When I start encountering that, I have to figure out, is, is this is this change in goal, is it genuine? Is it, is it really driven by something that happened in the client's life that we really need to pick up this different? And that's fine because it's the client's agenda. But if it, if it really seems like it's a diversion... What I will do as a coach is because coaches never judge. It's the client is never, is never wrong. And so the coach's role is to be curious about, okay, so let's see. For nine weeks, we've been talking about a career change. And today we're going to talk about the pantry. So, and maybe that's fine, but let's find out what's going on. What's driving this? How important is this pantry thing? Are we going to go back to the career change or are we done with that? It's a matter of, of probing and finding out what's what's really behind this change, of course. Well, and that makes me think about, so if someone's thinking about new beginnings, new focus, what kind of questions should they be asking themselves? Not about how do I go find a coach, but I mean, what kind of questions should they ask themselves if they are considering new focuses and new beginnings? The role of the life coach is to ask probing questions, Mm -hmm. right? The open-ended questions that cause the client to do the kind of soul-searching that is really part of of the coaching process, because that's where the transformation happens. And I think that's an important distinction. There's an important distinction between a coaching conversation and a conversation that you would have with a trusted friend over a glass of wine, right? Mm -hmm. Because the typical trusted friend, if you come to a sad friend with a problem, they're going to give you advice. They're going to say, well, when that happened to me, here's what I did. Or here's something, you know, Sue down the street did. Because we're very solution-based. Extremely solution-based. You know. But what I love about this coaching model is it just respects the integrity of the person and honors that each of us really has our own solutions. We really do. They might be covered up by all those voices of family, the saboteur voice in our own head that says, you can't do that, it's dangerous, you might fail. But our solutions are really in there. So if a coach is effective, they ask the right open-ended questions, right? Because right. we don't want to ask a leading question right. and supply the answer. Exactly. But the open-ended questions that cause the client to do the soul-searching and mine for the answers that they already have inside. Can you think of a type of question that I could ask myself before I even decided if I need a life coach or if I'm just thinking about it? What's important to me? What do I value? What do I want to honor in my life? I like the idea that someone's thinking about it. What kind of questions can they ask themselves to start that internal dialogue with themselves? Because maybe they're searching and maybe they don't know. Maybe it is work. I've been stuck in this job for a long time. I really want to go after that promotion. And then going back to that idea that there's something going on. I want to make some kind of a change. I don't want to leave my job. I like my company. Or maybe I don't like my company. It sounds to me like that's almost the wrong question to ask. Would you agree with that? Because the right question sounds like the internal question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the in, in coaching, the questions that we most often employ are questions that sound like, why is that important to you? 
How would your life be different if you were to implement that in your life? What's something else you might do? What other things have you considered? If you were to embark on that course, what's the first step that you might take? Things like that. Mm-hmm. That's really thought provoking. I like that because it does. It asks the right questions, and and hopefully, they're thinking about new beginnings and new focuses. It'll focus them in a good way. You're helping people make decisions and make choices. Do you ever find that your clients become dependent on you in their decision-making process? Never. And and the reason is it goes back to my answer about the difference between the conversation in coaching and the conversation with a trusted friend, because the coach never tells the client what to do or judges the client's choices. I might be curious about a choice, especially if it differs from what we've been talking about for right. weeks. I might be curious, but I'm never going to judge the client because every every client is naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. So I, I'm not going to tell the client what to do. I'm not going to to make judgments about what choices they make. I'm going to ask the questions to get them thinking. It's really important to honor one of the goals of coaching, which is to leave the client more equipped to deal with life and not less so. And very often when we go to trusted advisors, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong that has a role in everyone's life, but very often it creates dependency on that person where right. we might begin to feel that we can't make a decision or at least not an important one without input from said advisor. So the goal of coaching is really to empower the client to have the confidence and feel that they have the internal resources when the same issue shows up or a similar issue in the future, they can they can grapple with it themselves because they've learned those skills. It's, it sounds like it's learning a skill. If they don't if they don't come to you with that, it's learning a great skill. It, I think it's very much about learning a skill. All right, we're just about out of time. So, what's some parting wisdom or some tips that you have for us for our listeners in our last few minutes? I know your audience is very high functioning and probably they have everything very well dialed in. Of course they do. (laughs) (laughs) But I have never met a person, myself included, (laughs) who could not uh, benefit from, from making some changes or tweaking one area of life, right? And I've, I've worked with some very, very accomplished, um, professionals who had everything together except for one thing. Right. And, and that's the thing that, that we coach on. So I, I believe it's a tool that can help pretty much anyone. And most life coaches offer uh, free sample sessions. It's very hard to understand what coaching is from talking about it. Right. You really have to experience it. So most coaches, myself included, offer free sample sessions. All you do is you show up with your topic, whatever it is, big or small, and you spend a half an hour kicking it around and you get a feel for what coaching is about and whether it might serve you or not great advice. Well, that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much, Julie, for joining me on our first show of the new year. Thank you for for sharing this great expertise that you have and providing our listeners with all this great information. Thank you. If you want to find out more about Julie and Dragonfly Coaching, you can find them on the web at dragonflycoachjulie.com. That's D-R-A-G-O-N-F-L-Y coachjulie.com. You can also connect with Julie via our website at sapphirelegal.com slash podcast and clicking on episode 16. I want to also thank our listeners for joining us, my radio angels, James and the Nave at Night, and Workplace Perspectives team extraordinaire, engineer-producer Paul Roberts, with music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective, and until next time, keep raising the bar.